Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today. Welcome to filmandtvreview.com. Catch the latest film, TV and streamed show reviews every week. The views and opinions expressed by the authors and those providing comments are theirs alone. They do not reflect the views, opinions or position of film and tvreview.com or their respective parent companies or affiliates. Film and tvreview.com makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information in this program and is for entertainment purposes only. Episodes may contain adult humor and language. For full terms and conditions see filmandtvreview.com. Hi, well, well, welcome to this film and TV review Tom Cruise special. Uh, before it'll be timely that we uh, talk about uh, Mr. Cruise, and he's got a new film out. Obviously, uh, it is. I mean, he's got such a such a back catalogue of, of work. You know, I mean, those kind of big movie blockbusters. But it, it's it's like days. There's so much which we'll cover today. So. Um, amongst them is the most uh, recent uh, Mission Impossible, a long running franchise which he started producing actually. Um, Richard, what are your thoughts on this huge franchise? All the Mission Impossible movies that he has done in the space of what, almost 30 years? It may be the only franchise, Mission Impossible in my opinion, that if you took the exception of Mission Impossible 2, is the only franchise that gets better every single movie after every single movie after every single movie. Sometimes you have some fatigue or etc. In this one, they keep uh, he and especially and um, what's his name, uh, Macquarie, Christopher Macquarie, I think, who did the recent Mission Impossible movies. They keep actually trying to push the bar on another level in regards to not only to action scenes, but also actually the plot is extremely good, in my opinion, in the fourth one, in the in the fifth and sixth one that are actually kind of one movie over two movies, let's say. Um, the cast is now is kind of the same characters, not changing every time. So that's why actually you can kind of um, uh, get invested in the movie more. So yeah, I said yeah. For me, yeah, it's. Uh, I was thinking of the Expendables years ago, etc. And they were actually the whole cast of all the action movies of the eighties and nineties. 
But I think that, yeah, people forget actually that the number one action star in the world right now is Tom Cruise. If there was an Expendables 4, Tom Cruise should be actually starring in it. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it's, maybe it's actually is a better action star than those guys in Expendables because at least his, his movies are full-packed action scenes will well done. And also, they are good movies. Let's face it. I think they are good movies. Um, yeah, uh, as I said, I really, no, not everything he does, but most of the things that he does, I'm really, really a good client. And um, and I finished by the note. Uh, I said that, uh, I texted some guys last night saying, but yeah, before the movie, I saw for the first time the trailer for the new Mission Impossible next year. And honestly, I'm already sold. I don't know why it does it, but the, even the trailer actually got me sold. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I said, yeah, I really admire the guy for what he's been doing in movies. Again, I don't care about his personal life, but in movies for the last 30 years, I'm, yeah, very impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, before I talk, talk about some other, other films, like I was thinking when you were talking just then, Richard, about action stars, like and shoot me down if I, I'm wrong, but Top Gun is probably a bit of a, a game changer, the original, because action films in the 80s obviously you had the big sort of fancy blockbusters you had the things like star wars indiana jones and stuff like that but in terms of sort of non-sci-fi action it was very much the era of arnie slice stallone van damme that sort of thing they're very sort of i mean not actors in the first instance necessarily you know not maybe not with Sly, but the others were bodybuilders things like that and they made the these particular types of movie tom cruise comes along and Top Gun is definitely an action film. There's no doubt about it. But it's really got a strong... It's, it's sort of playing to a female audience as well with the, the romantic element with Kelly McGillis. And obviously the song Take My Breath Away was a massive, massive hit for Berlin. Um, but it really sort of started that thing of... Sometimes I think you can't be all things to all people, but I really like it when blockbusters are, you know, I think the Marvel films managed to, to do that very effectively, play to lots of different audiences. And Top Gun is one of those action films that is like, right, this is, you know, and, and obviously women were fans of Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and things as well. They, you know, I'm not, not a misogynist or anything like that, but this was definitely a thing of, right, we can get the action crowd in and we can get the, the romantic crowd in and we can, they can both go for this. Um, and he then replicated that with things like Days of Thunder, which wasn't quite as big a hit. But you sort of seen that continue continue through his career. Um, growing up, I think the film that I was first aware of him for was Rain Man. And I did re-watch that recently. It's strange to obviously think, I mean, obviously, when you think of it, Dustin Hoffman is billed top there because he was a star. And this is the other thing I was thinking going back to Top Gun is really Tom Cruise wasn't a known actor before that. You know, he had done Risky Business, but it's almost a film that made him. And then he has these hits like Rain Man and Cocktail and things like that. But even though he's billed second in Rain Man, it is his film. He is really the protagonist and he's sort of an unlikable protagonist at the start mm -hmm. who um, his, uh, his, his strange father has died and sort of cut him out of the will or just left him like a, a crap car and a rosebush or something like that and all the money has gone to this someone else who he's not sure who this is in the meantime he has memories of what he thinks was an imaginary friend called rain man um and it 
then in the course of events turns out that this is in actual fact his brother played by Dustin Hoffman called Raymond um, who has learning difficulties and a sort of the, the initial plot is Tom Cruise trying to fleece him essentially out of the, the money that their father has left him um, and I think you know it's a really good performance in that I mean he, he is although we joke about him not aging he you know he's like 25 in that or something and he really looks young you know just tiny compared to that I mean he is still tiny there is a scene in Top Gun Maverick where Miles Teller and him are having an argument and Miles Teller is just towering above him he, you know, I, I would have thought Tom Cruise would have insisted on standing on a Yellow Pages book just for that scene. Yeah, I would have thought so too. <laughs> so, so I really love Rayman growing up. I think it, it's still fantastic. Um, Cocktail was one I haven't revisited that, but that was something that I remember watching uh, in the eighties. So I always sort of knew him as a, a big star. Is it? What's? I always think it's a few good men, but it's not the one where they say. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. That's yeah, like an that, iconic that, scene, yeah, isn't it? That's a few good men. I think. Yeah, is it a few? I thought it was yeah. something else. Oh no, it's a think, few good men. Yeah. And then born born on the fourth of July. Um, I think born Very on the fourth of July with directed by Oliver Stone. And there's one other one that he's been os- nominated for an Oscar. Joe McGuire, it must be, must he? And I, thought, yeah. I think he had a supporting actor nomination at the Oscars for. Magnolia as well, but he's never, never actually, actually won. Um, and in terms of the Mission Impossible movies, I haven't actually seen them all, but I remember going to watch Mission Impossible in like 1996, and it's crazy thinking it's that long ago. But when that was was released, I mean, it's such a monster hit now that people almost forget it was a TV series. So the whole thing of that initial film, although it's obviously a Tom Cruise vehicle. The more of a team in the original TV series is my understanding that the sort of conceit at the start of the movie and in the advertising was that this was going to be an ensemble piece and you had think people like Emilio Estevez in it. Um, uh, is it Chris and Scott Thomas, I think, is in it? And the, there was sort of not, not the biggest stars in the world, but there was this, this cast of what you thought would be the Mission Impossible team. And they were in the trailers and they were in the U2 music video. And then the film starts, and I'm sorry, but if you haven't seen it in the last 25 years, this is a spoiler, but they all get bumped <laughs> off in, in the pre-credit sequence. And you go, oh, I thought I was here to watch all these people, and they're no longer here. And indeed, one person apparently gets bumped off, but doesn't get bumped off. Um, but who knew watching that? It was just a very enjoyable movie at the time, but never thought that it would run for as long as it has. And Mission Impossible Fallout, which it was a sixth movie, couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I said when we were talking about action films recently, there are action films where it's really fast cut, it's really edited, where, and you sort of go, oh, okay, it's, it's frenetic, but I don't really understand the geography of what's happening. You know, I just know there's a car chase, but I don't know what it is, um, or where, where they are in the scheme of things. And the, there's a motorcycle chase where I think they're going backwards against the traffic or something in Fallout. And I... I, I was really anxious watching it. Like I felt like I was going to witness a, a, a road traffic accident. I was sort of like gripping onto the seat. They're the really well done, uh, the action sequences. And it probably is something to do with how much they are genuinely doing those sequences rather than 
CGI. I do think there are, there are good ways of faking stuff in films, and if you've got the cinematography right and the, the you know the sort of coordination of the, the stunts and stuff, it's probably something to do with having a, a combination of long and uh, long shots and close-ups. Um, but they, they are they are fantastic though those movies. I mean, I don't. I feel talking about Tom Cruise. You know he is good. There is there is obviously the Mummy, which is uh, the dark universe that never happened, which is the maybe big blemish on on his CV. But in terms of like to have the Top Gun, which is now a franchise and the Mission Impossible franchise that is continuing, and we'll get another two movies out of. I think yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, this film. Can, can I just product. jump in a second? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Hi, it's uh, Paul. Yes, hi, Paul. Yeah, hi, yeah. Um, I've, I've got an amalgam of Top Gun and all yeah, sorts okay. going. Uh, but you said about Rain Man. Rain Man was actually made two years after Top Gun. So he made Color of Money the same year as Top Gun, which Paul Newman won the Oscar for. So so he's always in there with Oscar winners, but not him. <laughs> but what, about, what about nominations? Well, he, got, he got nominated for four or the fourth of his life. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, well, okay. Okay. He got beaten by Amadeus, I think, or someone like that. <laughs> okay. Well, Paul, well, I mean, what other I mean, roles you could have been really good highlight for you, John Cruise? Yeah. Um, I like Collateral because I thought that was a real different movie to what he's played before. He doesn't normally play mm -hmm. a bad guy. Um, plus, it was no. a Michael Mann movie, which is always worth watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. I thought that was probably, to me, is one that I just enjoy watching because I like. Plus, it's got a lot of good music in there, not, not least Soundgarden. So, um, he he tends to. I mean, War of the Worlds wasn't bad, but they're all they all tend to be vehicles for him because that's what he is. Isn't he? He's a film star. He's not a he's not a great actor. He's a movie star, I guess. So, in the same way as John Wayne was. I'd say he's a bit of both. Oh, I disagree. I think he is a good actor. Yeah. Great. Uh, I actor. think he was. I think he was until the, the he could act before the Mission Impossible. No, he doesn't have to. I mean, doing doing the same movie with a different guy's six, seven times is is not really pushing his his talent, no, but, is it? No, but he still is a bit underrated, I think, as an actor. Yeah, but he never yeah, he's not a character actor, is he? He never puts on. Well, he I mean, will be soon, won't he? How old is he? Well, 60, you, you, 60. you say you say that, but isn't he in Tropic Tropic Thunder? He does do a bit of bit of character. Yeah, he, acting. Yeah, he dresses up. As, I mean, right. most people didn't know it was him, I did they? So, <laughs> he could be in Planet of the Apes and get the same same sort of coverage. Um, so I can see we got CJ's got his hand up, so. CJ, hi. What uh, would you like to? Yeah, hi. Hi, guys. Um, I guess I won't really add anything else more to it. But yeah, I did see Top Gun Maverick. And yeah, I really did enjoy it. Um, everyone's kind of really said everything that's really great about it. The thing I really liked about it, I think, was the audio in the cinema. Like when they're flying the planes, it was really loud, like when I saw it in the cinema. And I really liked that yeah. aspect of it. It just gave some a sense of like umph. To like the fight scene, to the to the flight scenes and stuff. But yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I think, I guess, it, like people, they brought up the issue of is Tom Cruise a good actor or is he more of just like a like a John Wayne type? Um, so I think like most people, I sort of recently watched uh, the first Top Gun, 
And I was actually a little bit surprised. Uh, maybe I'm the only one who noticed this, uh, or maybe I was just seeing things, but I sort of feel like Tom Cruise did add a bit of layers, layers to the character of Maverick. Because um, when I first, you know, before I watched a film, I kind of thought, oh, it's like Maverick is just going to be, it's just Tom Cruise, you know, just rock star, just a cocky guy, you know. Uh, but then after, when I'm watching the film, I'm kind of just noticing that I think Maverick is a little bit um, kind of insecure. And this kind of cockiness that shows up is just sort of him trying to present himself as not really being insecure. And these are just a bunch of things I noticed in that film that um, just made me think, think of that. Sort of like how, um, even though, so he gets into the Top Gun flight school, but he kind of only gets there by technicality because the guy dropped out. But even though he gets there in technicality, he sort of acts like he's the best person like in the flight school before anyone else is off the ground. And then even like when he's um, trying to flirt with a girl at the bar, um, like he does do the karaoke thing. But then afterwards, when he's with her alone and even scenes afterwards, he's kind of like not, like charismatic as you think he would be, like especially when he's like with pe other people around him. But that was just that was just me kind of noticing stuff like that. And then there's also other stuff about the character, like the fact that like a lot of the pilots are married and have some of them even have kids, but he's just alone. And I think even Meg Ryan's character mentions like, oh, he like bounces around from woman to woman, not really settling mm -hmm. down or anything. And I, I just think that that stuff is kind of overlooked by um yeah Anita says he's got daddy issues so yeah I think yeah he, he does definitely have uh, yeah. daddy issues in the film and uh but yeah I thought it was a pretty good film um uh, and the sequel I like the fact that some of those character traits I think did carry on into the new film and yeah I think Tom Cruise really does love movies and I think he does love starring in them and making them I, I think remember he seeing it, I remember <laughs> seeing a video from like a while ago where he sort of had this PSA about, um, you know, like some modern TVs have that, like, I think it's called smooth motion or something, where like you turn it on and it will make the picture really smooth. I think it's mainly used for like sports events and stuff. Basically it turns your film from 24 frames per second to look like 60 frames per second. And he did a whole PSA of telling people like, yeah, can you please turn this feature off on your TV when you're watching films because you lose that like 24 frames per second look. Um, but I, I guess in terms of films I've seen of Tom Cruise, which I, like, I really liked, um, it's not, I don't think the official name is called Live, Die, Repeat. I think it's called something else. Edge of Tomorrow, I think. Yeah, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, he's really good in that one. And it's just one of those like really good, like kind of classic Tom Cruise action type vehicles. Then you also have um, the Spielberg film Minority Report. He's really good in that one. I really like that film. Um, and then I think someone mentioned Tropic Thunder, where he does sort of play this over the top kind of Hollywood style voting executive who is sort of like, I think when you, when you, when I see like Tom Cruise do films like that, it's kind of interesting because it's sort of like, well, that's a bit unexpected, but it's still also enjoyable.
Um, but but yeah, I think overall, especially when, I know people like to bring up the dark universe a lot, saying it was a failure. But I think that with Top Gun Maverick, always forgiven, like like always forgiven with the dark universe. <laughs> That's, that's how I feel. That was one film. Yeah, give him a break, for God's sake. Um, yeah. Right. Um, thanks, um, Anita, I see you're there. Um, you're a bit of a Tom, well, Top Gun fan? I, I don't know. Yeah, um, probably more Top Gun. I've got my glasses. Yeah, probably know. more Top Gun than, um, than Tom Cruise. Um, I liked his early stuff. Um, I put that post on um, Meetup. I think some of you saw it. But I loved all the cheesy 80s stuff like Cocktail. And it gave me an excuse to re-watch Risky Business, which I haven't seen for about 20 years. Um, I've seen it about three or four times. Oh, God, it was just brilliant. I just loved watching it again last night. And um, Adam put the dance on the the YouTube dance on the um, link and everything. I was, I had to watch that about five times. I admit it. I just, I just kept rewinding it and watching it again. And it made me feel sort of like, you know, like a teenager again. But it's, it's, a, it's a great film. Absolutely loved it. I loved rewatching it. Um, so, yeah, love Top Gun. Um, yeah, there is a little bit more depth to Maverick than you'd think. Um, so I understand what CJ was saying. Um, the other film that I rewatched that I loved at the time, which was 1988, was um, Rain Man. Um, I think Dustin Hoffman got an Oscar for that. And I think the film got about three yeah. Oscars overall. Um, but yeah, the, the chemistry. Too, I, so I rewatched that again and um, I thought it might have dated because we know a bit more about autism and stuff like that now. I thought, I wonder if this is, you know, not going to be right on the mark. But I mean, not that I personally know a lot about autism, but the friend that I was with um, said that he thought it was still absolutely brilliant. And I think the thing that makes it brilliant, actually, is the chemistry between the two actors. Mm. Oh, it's fantastic. I didn't notice things like that so much when I was 18 when it came out. But, mm. you know, now I do. And I thought Rain Man was absolutely brilliant. And I loved watching that again. Um, so yeah, I'll leave it there for now. But I would say those are probably um, my top three: Risky Business, Top Gun, and Rain Man. And I haven't seen the new film out. I'm assuming it is out, but I haven't seen it yet. But I will go and see it. So. I quite liked. Uh, yeah, yeah. I quite liked uh, Oblivion. I know that's like it's like newer film. I mean, it's it, it, it's its own thing. Um, I just like the kind of how, the way it looks. I think it's just quite cool. It's just like a, quite a cool thing. Oh, yeah. uh, I quite liked to. Yeah, I liked to. I really liked a collateral. I think someone else has just already mentioned that. But yeah, I really liked a collateral with uh, Jamie Fox. And I think that's a, yeah. That uh, that was like the first time I saw him in like a role like that as well, where he's just like actually like the like this. I think he was really good in that. I think that was like for mm-hmm. me that was like his best kind of um, like acted role. Like as in because like he was just. He was like a more of a, a layered character than I've seen him before, where it's like Mission Impossible or something. Um, it was a bit more to him, I guess. Um, I think CJ uh, already mentioned Edge of Tomorrow, which I, I really liked as well. Uh, Richard, um, what about some other roles that he's done that you maybe you've liked? Uh, no, yeah. Um, I, we didn't mention also, because I think it was mentioned in the... In the comments by James, but yeah, he worked twi- twice with uh, Steven Spielberg, and both times I think he did an amazing job. Uh, 
There's Minority Report, which is a piece, in my opinion. And, um, and The War of the Worlds, which, talking about disaster movies, maybe one of the best ever made, in my opinion. Uh, the World of the Worlds is a very good movie. Uh, obviously, we all know the story uh, based on H.G. Wells, but well, it's not thanks to him, it's thanks to the plot, but the, the whole family drama, etc. I re actually watched it coincidentally on less than a year ago, and I thought actually that it still looks great. Uh, and I think actually that, yeah, his character development is really well done. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I just thought about this one. Um, we mentioned actually that not, it's not a, always great with Tom Cruise. I'm not saying that. I never said that. Uh, we mentioned The Mummy, which was strange. Um, that being said, I appreciate the fact that he tried in the 90s to, well, 80s and 90s, to try to, to show that he's not only a good-looking guy and a talented action star, but try to actually to have more serious roles. Now, kind of what I was joking around last week about someone else, which is Ryan Gosling. Now maybe he's kind of uh, in a comfort zone, let's say, not in a danger zone. Huh? Very, very funny joke. Uh, in a comfort zone now, because obviously, yeah. Uh, and maybe that's what Paul, I think, was saying something like that, that he's trying to do, you know, doing different characters in last 10, 15 years. And... I would say that I'm a big fan of Mission Impossible movies, but it's true that in except for Mission Impossible movies, what he has what has he done really in the last 15 years that is worth mentioning actor-wise? That's yeah, that may be a little issue if I can use that word, but who cares? I mean, if you're Tom Cruise and you are like top of the world, I understand where he's coming from. So but yeah, it's it's a criticism that goes to a lot of actors and actresses. But maybe at, at some point in my career, I say, "What the hell? Why would actually uh, make any effort?" Which is not good. I'm not saying that, but maybe it will be good actually that he tried to do something else than just action movies. Now I don't know. And I'm just thinking out loud. Sorry, but yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's that's what the era of cinema we're living in. Because like we've mentioned before, that maybe the He's like one of the last superstars left who are making films on a regular basis and the big, the big movies or can get budgets for them. But we kind of like moved away from the era of the stars of the 80s or 90s and then moved on to either, you know, intellectual properties of characters and franchises and so forth. And, um, that, Which might be as well. I know, I know we were sort of like joking about the mummy, but it's almost like at that point, there was there was two things going on. It was trying to be a big IP franchise, but it was also trying to be a uh, vehicle for Tom Cruise and other other stars, and it didn't quite work. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen because he was like, I was just trying to work this out. So he was like twenty three when Top Gun was made, and he's now fifty nine. So if there's like a thirty six year gap between this and Top Gun three, he'll be doing it in twenty fifty eight when he's ninety five years old. <laughs> which I'm not, I can't wait to see that to be honest <laughs> but a 95 year old in a, a fighter plane that is some entertainment that's the film I want to see <laughs> um, but um, yeah maybe like Richard tended out yeah he, he has been kind of like just stuck in this kind of like action man Luke. 
I gotta say, I mean, with the Mission Impossible films, one was it, it was it was good. It was like a, you know the man fish out of water where your team's gone and so forth. Quite an interesting film in itself, but maybe a bit away from the concept of the initial team group dynamic that Mission Impossible was in the TV series of the sixties. It then did get a bit more style over substance with those films, honestly. I mean, it's only really towards the last two or three, maybe with a change of writing and directing team, that it's become a bit more of a collaborative effort, and it's become much better because of it. But it did get this just constant cycle of just one set-piece stunt after another. And um, it's, it's, I'm glad it's actually just maybe it's come out of that. But um, I can't. I can't think of any other star who really holds a you know can get a film going, a, a big one. So that's a good point. I, that's a good point. We I, I don't know who said who talked about this in recent meetups, but we mentioned who in this generation is able to sell a movie just by with his name. And I don't think I don't think there is someone in the new generation of actors who can do it. But he has been able to do this for the last twenty years, mm. just with his name. Yeah. I think he's like one of those. He's definitely one of those actors that like really likes to kind of take control over like the whole kind of film. And you know, he's like producer. Like he's like probably like half the credits of the actual film. Um, but it, it's it's really um, yeah. He's like. He's basically like I think he really was like his kind of passion project that that new Top Gun because um, he wanted it to make it you know he wanted it to kind of like be true to you know be true to the like the first one and wanted it to like honor that and I think he said didn't he um, that he would he would only do the new uh, Top Gun if um, Val Kilmer was in it and he said he, if he, he you know he wouldn't do it if he wasn't in it um, which I thought was really interesting. But yeah, he's one of those people, uh, I think I've noticed it a bit more. I think, I don't know if it was like, if it's more of a recent thing, but I've noticed it more like for the recent films, he's more of like, you know, taking control over, you know, everything and like, you know, producing it, being kind of like the main kind of, um, you know, the backbone behind the film. Whereas previously he was just kind of just the action, the main action star. I think that's because he's watching for his though, because they know he attracts people. He's got that power. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, guy prior to him was Clint Eastwood. He was the last, yeah. you know, before Tom Cruise. And he went into directing, um, you know, and he went that route. And I think that's why Tom Cruise is going. The other thing I, I've said with when we've been talking about some action stars is, with blokes, sometimes they're not meant to emote, emote in these films. They're meant to kind of be a little bit one note. I think when, I don't think Tom Cruise is the best actor in the world, but I think when he's got to do that, the stuff that he needs to do, he does it quite well. So the little bit that's in the trailer, which is in Top Gun, where um, Goose's son says, my dad trusted you. The, the sort of reaction on his face, I think he's, he's very good. Like, he doesn't know what to say to that. And you can just see the guilt that he's still carrying over those, that, for the, through those 36 years is still there. He still feels that. And I think he does that very well. Oh, definitely. I do think he was really, there were some really touching moments in, in the new Top Gun. And I, I don't think he took away from that. Like, he didn't, like, you could... Like people that think, oh, he's kind of like a one-trick pony, or he's kind of like 
you know, he's not like known for his acting. I think that was um, definitely a show of, you know, he really did show a bit more like emotion in that. And it was, you know, it came across really, really well. And, it, and as as everyone said, like some really, really touching scenes uh, that really were um, elevated by that. Just a film that we haven't mentioned is Interview with the Vampire, because that was <laughs> more of a Brad Pitt film, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Brad Pitt was a star, that. and it was supposed to be River Phoenix, who died before he got a chance to play the part. He was playing um, the interviewer, River Phoenix. Um, didn't the, um, the, the author really didn't like the idea of Tom Cruise doing the film initially, but right. when, she saw his, when she saw his performance, she was won over by it, yeah. Well, he's very different in that. I mean, he's without too much disguise. You'd, you'd struggle to think that was Tom Cruise, so I think... I mean, I always found it was a very good film because I've read the book as well, but um, quite quite dark. But I think uh, Anne Rice had in mind for her. I think Lestat is the main character there. Was a, like a more powerful actor. She had a, she kind of based it more on uh, Rutger Hauer, who's uh, star of the eighties. Oh yes, it was, it was supposed to be. He was supposed to be a lot more older, a lot more world weary, a lot more uh, have a lot more sort of pathos uh, rather than. Uh, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, and um, Brad Pitt—they're about the same age, so it—it's it, more of a—it was supposed to be more of a father, older brother sort of relationship at, at, at some point. Cruise, there are many movies, movies from Tom Cruise's career that I have liked very much. I mean, he does pick his projects usually well. From I mean, from when he could pick his projects. But I don't, I don't know whether he's an amazing actor or not, because, yes, he has been sticking to his own Tom Cruise persona, which has been off and on the set. You can hear stories all the time about how he's just an amazing collaborator and how he helps everyone. And he should be, like, blessed by the Pope or whatever, like, Amazing to work with. Our lately with coronavirus, he's also been um, accused, or or just people have said that he is very strict with that on set. We cannot lose days. Yes. No, well, actually, I actually agree with him. Actually, he should have. Yeah, I agree with him as well. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be losing days. You shouldn't be losing days on a film set. Yeah, you shouldn't be losing films on a day. Oh, no. no, they no. I mean. He, he is also a producer on the on those films, so um, yes, I guess he doesn't like to. He is um, much more of a hands-on producer, a person who has more control than in other ones of his movies. I, because he kind of yeah, he was from the start in that franchise, very hands-on, and he was his star project that he has continued. That's why. Also, he has continued it with so many movies, apart that they have been successful and a great help for his career because his career was up and down and up and down. And those movies always kept the balance on the right side for him to be able to keep continuing to be an action star with over the years, with other things just like going like, well, Oblivion is like going so-so. Or and then suddenly uh, the day of tomorrow it was like the I repeat or any of those titles. 
No, the, yeah. Uh, well, it was it was very good. Ed, it was Ed, 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 tomorrow. Ed, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, day of tomorrow is the one that New York gets frozen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom uh, is the old American Fourth of July action star that uh, plays also uh, kind of a. It should be they should be also paid for like representing American values with things like Top Gun. Um, I don't know. The firm is a favorite of mine. Interview with the vampire, the whole uh, Mission Impossible. Now with eight movies, there will be because he has been filming seven and eight. So uh, ectology. I don't know how to say it. Apart from the, but apart from Mission Impossible two, which was a little bit mad, the I, I enjoyed the whole franchise and. Minority Report is another one that stands out, Collateral, um, Tropic Thunder, um, and lately, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. And I guess that's, that's when I haven't watched Top Gun, which you are all drooling about that movie, but I guess that that's good. It's just such a surprise that Top Gun is the movie that you have to see now. Well, in the, in the first one, the U.S. Navy wouldn't release it unless they thought it was true to form. So they had an awful lot of input. I don't think I don't think they used models too much. I think it was mainly they only fired two missiles and they just photographed it from every possible angle so that they could keep using them. Um, but there are a few faux pas in that, like the planes couldn't possibly get that close without knocking each other's tails off. So um, I think I think the, in the new in the new one. There's some like moments in it, like just a few scenes where, oh well, yeah, a couple of quite a couple of scenes where you think, oh okay, this is like really realistic. Like there's like small like bits of detail that I would you know like know, but you think, oh wait, yeah, they they know their like stuff because of the little things of like just like s- like starting up like the jet or something. Like there's one scene where they like uh they're just like getting the jet ready or whatever. And it's just like really specific, and you go, oh, okay, they're really like true to like the actual, uh, you know, process of it. And the same when they're like landing or taking off, it's like really kind of like, yeah, it's just really cool. Do they have the stop-start technology in those now? Or do they not bother? <laughs> Tab, you got your hand up. Did you want to? Oh yeah, well, I, I saw Top Gun uh, recently, and uh, it's sort of come full circle for me. It's he's a that that movie is very much right from the beginning. It's centered in the eighties, right from the the beginning scene, which is exactly the same, and uh, the ending scene is exactly the same. <laughs> and the text, even the text that comes up um, for the credits, that's exactly the same. All the music uh, in it is from the eighties, apart from one Lady Gaga song, uh, which they um, which they just put in. That that movie could have come out uh, in in the late 80s it, it's very it it knows it's an 80s movie it it doesn't shy away from it it wants you to know that and i just researched the the, the planes that they had the f-18s they came out in the 80s and they, they were discontinued in 2019 um so i, I don't want to like i'm going to say i love the film i'll give it eight out of ten but i don't understand why if they're going to stop world war three they, they're going to get they're going to only send six people there uh, in like 80s um, fighter uh, jets rather than 
up to the minute, like billion dollar planes. That that I never understood, but then I just remembered Maverick. That that that's the only that's the only reason. There's just like Tom Cruise needs to be in there, and I just kept thinking, he's he's the character is just like stuck in the eighties. He he when you see him is he's got jet black hair. He looks exactly the same. His haircut's the same. His bike's the same. His outfit's the same. He wears the same jeans. He's got the same bike. He lives in the same place. He's got the same job. Like he hasn't moved on. He's got like no kids or anything. It's just like it's like California Man or like um, Captain of, uh, Avenger. He got sort of stuck in the eighties, and everyone else like moved along. And his his character, along with Tom Cruise in general, his sort of like DNA uh, to be a movie star is that he's the high school jock. He's he's the all American uh, apple pie. Uh, God Save uh, America high school jock that sort of graduated into these roles. Um, so he's like the Uber lawyer in uh, A Few Good Men, or he's like the Uber spy in the Mission Impossible uh, movies, or he's like um, the, the the salesman in Jerry Maguire, and he's like the, the fighter pilot uh, jock guy in the Top Gun movies. And Tom Cruise, he, he sort of reminds me of a continuation of Harrison Ford and John Wayne before them. The 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 alpha. It's just like the sort of like the embodiment of the American flag and what they represent uh, in terms of uh, going after the American dream. Uh, American uh, Harrison Ford did that uh, really well in, in the eighties with characters like Jack Ryan um, and like Indiana Jones and sort of. They just think Tom Cruise reminds me of, uh, a lot of. Uh, the, the sort of choices and uh, the the roles, uh, not all of them, obviously. Uh, some of these deviated uh, being quite a lot, like uh, Magnolia, um, which is a really good uh, indie movie uh, by Tom, uh, Thomas uh, Paul W. Um, Anderson. Yeah, that's uh, it. No, 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 no. Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul W. Anderson is the guy who did the Resident Evil. Everyone gets those two, uh, two, two mixed up. They, they, yeah, everyone gets those two mixed up. But yeah, uh, the, the Magnolia. And other than that, I think he's, um, he's, he's a really good actor. The, the, the other movies that I really like of his is um, Born on, on the 4th of July, which isn't one of the movies that, Gets up, gets mentioned uh, a lot because his his more recent movies get mentioned, or it's usually stuff like Top Gun or Rain Man. But I think Born on Fourth of July is is quite underrated, and even like uh, stuff like uh, uh, Legend, the um, fantasy movie um, that he did with uh, Tony Scott, yeah. um, same director as Top uh, well, Gun. Ridley Scott did Legend. Tony oh, did Scott he? Did- Brother, yeah. Right, right. Okay, so he's he's worked with both of them, though. right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was a that was a really good film. Uh, I, I liked as well, uh, and I, it just it just reminds me of like the the last great movie star, uh, like studio movie star that like sort of gets his just gets really stuck in with everything, like the the production side of it, the script side of it. it, it it's not, I, I never think that Tom Cruise sort of just turns up. Uh, right at the end uh, of a movie, like some people just phone in uh, their performance. I always think Tom Cruise, he's just really, really, um, he really puts, puts all the effort into it. And you can see that in his films. Uh, and there's not a lot of actors, well, not, there's not as many actors these days that do that. 
And that's one of the sort of disciplines that are lacking. And another person that reminds me of that uh, is, is Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, we always absolutely hands-on with the scripts, with the characters, uh, with the stunts as well. And the last samurai. <laughs> oh, the last samurai. I forgot about that. I never saw that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes. Um, hmm. What? Uh, yeah. It, it, there's a bit of a because he's such a you know he's he's kind of like that big persona. Tom Cruise. He always becomes Tom Cruise is in this or is in playing this. It, it's more like the the superstar rather than the actor sometimes just overtakes some uh, some of the roles he's in. I mean he does he does can do the acting when he's given the script to do it. But, um, it does tend to maybe, I think with that film, it it felt more than anything else. It kind of like just upsided that film. Like it was like a, a Tom Cruise. It always becomes a bit predictable what's going to happen because you just know what the persona is going to do in a narrative of a film. The, um, Tom Cruise is very much like that 80s cinema star. And then, but when I'm watching, you know, the, the new movie, it is spirit is in the 80s. Like, like Tablet was mentioning before, so you you've almost got to go into this other world. Where it's going back in the eighties, and all those tropes, as unrealistic as it would, you have to almost give it a blind eye, um, um, and it does remind you that yeah, it's it's more like a historical, uh, an historical film rather than a kind of a realistic film. But yeah, I thought it was it's a really enjoyable popcorn movie executed well. And I don't think anyone had it. Nobody really had any expectation that it would be as as well as good as it is. And and the action scenes are are infinitely better than the original. Even if you hold the original in high regard, these are really amazing, you know, modern yeah. day action sequences. They're, they are magnificent. The uh, the aerial uh, photography it, it is great. And and that's that, that's probably almost part of the. Uh, appeal this movie is that you're going to see something that is in camera and um, for a lot of the shots which you kind of don't get as much now it's too risky and CG a lot of it and a lot of the characters are more we've more gone to the kind of fantasy world of you know, the comic book era quite honestly so to see this in existence it, it's it, it's quite refreshing kind of a refresh air quite honestly but it does seem very much an 80s I mean the, He's like Tab did mention before. He's a bit frozen in time. The same t-shirt, glasses, uh, you know, jacket, bomber jacket. It's almost there as a, like a museum piece in his uh, in his hangar, and he just puts on the costume. That, that's what I was saying. He's like, he's like it's like California man. He's just it's sort of like someone de-iced him uh, from the eighties and stuff. Actually, while we while we're talking about that, I know we've done like franchises and fan stuff. There's See, there's a difference with maybe doing something 36 years later. I've talked about like franchises that work because they've never really stopped, and sometimes it's difficult to restart them. If this was, if this had been running with a film every three, four years since the since '86, he wouldn't be frozen in time. They would want to move the character on. They'd want to make him, you know, sort of more 2022. But I think when you're going back. They, they're kind of trying to give you those things that you recognise as him. And I do actually think with Tom Cruise as well, in terms of his performance, he does feel like Maverick from the original film. He doesn't feel like Ethan Hunt. He doesn't feel like these other 
things. That bit in the trailer where he goes just trying to manage, it and, um, manage your expectations with a big grin. He he doesn't feel like Ethan Hunt when he says that, you know. And I, I think that's quite good. He's he seems to have tapped into that original performance quite well. I think. Well, that was a kind of a performance of a young pilot at the beginning of his career. A bit cocky, you know, that kind of bravado of youth, maybe a bit immature in some places. But then to carry pick out that character who's now, you know, let's say in his 50s or so forth in the film, seems a bit, it does seem just a bit strange that he hasn't actually. Thank you. Thank you. I do, I do agree, though, with, I do agree with Tab. What, what Tab said is that when they bring him in, kind of going, oh, he's the best. And it's like, was he? Like he, he was pretty he's, good. He, 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 did, like, he didn't he, graduate the top, did he? He's a, he reminds us in the film that he didn't uh, graduate uh, top in his class. That was Iceman, so he, he was second. Yeah. So if you had if you had um, Mission Impossible had laid dormant for years, and in twenty years they do a version of that rebooted, and they bring him in and go, hey, "This man did all these missions." You get that. But him coming in, it does feel a bit like, well, why would this guy have anything to do? But it's more about getting him back in there, so he's got this relationship. With Rooster, I suppose. I mean, I, I want to see the next Mission Impossible film. He's just got to have a relationship with a woman his age or older, and see if he can do that. Kind of, well, I think they kind of like, yeah. I mean, that is a franchise that has been going on with installments, and we've seen Ethan Hunt grow older as that as that goes on. So he can't quite be a new love lead, you know, every single movie. So they've kind of maintained. I know. I don't some know. Kind it, of well, that's the only problem. Of, that's the only problem of Mission Impossible is that actually, that yeah, his love interests are twenty to thirty years younger than him. That, that's that's. I mean, that's that's just like part of the um, wave of films that were trying to copy uh, James Bond. So it's like uh, using a lot of the James Bond elements. Uh, where yeah. he's, he's, he's an international spy, he goes around, uh, and his girlfriend is always going to be younger, no matter how how old he becomes. That, that, that was also always going to be in the, in the sort of DNA of the spy genre movies. There's there's a bunch of actors that, that are really irreplaceable. Uh, and w- w- when they're gone, uh, th- th- there's not going to be people to, to, to fill that void. For me, it's people like Jackie Chan. Uh, it's people like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, he's, he's not like uh, going to win an Oscar, but the movies that, that he does with the talent that he's got, the one-liners, absolutely fantastic movies. Absolutely, you, can, you can't beat them. It's, same with Sylvester Stallone and Tom Cruise is, uh, again, one of those people uh, with, say, Harrison Ford. W- once those people are gone, you're not going to have anyone close to their dedication, yeah. their talent. Making making action movies with not the greatest. Yeah, that's uh, right. No, it, it's an interesting point, and I think it could be an opening to actually to be to end this meetup. But again, in this generation, who can be following what uh, Tad was saying? Who who could be the next Tom Cruise in the generation nowadays of actors? Who could nobody, be? Because exactly. of, of, of course, of course, they don't, nobody, no, none of the new actors have a 30, 40 years career. But if you put yourself in the shoes of someone in the 80s and see potential of Tom Cruise at the end of the 80s, etc. If we think now, we think nowadays, who can we see in 30 years looking back having the career that Tom Cruise had? I'm not sure no one has. No one has right. this potential. Yeah, exactly. No, no one, no, no, people don't have that dedication anymore. And uh, the, the, like Tom Cruise, he's not an actor. As I was saying before, he's, he gets involved in the producing side of it. 
Uh, he he'll invest all the time that's necessary. He'll get involved with uh, the stunts. He'll do the stunts. He he pushes the envelope for what is considered as like the great stunts uh, in, with the the Mission Impossible movies. He just yeah, outdoes he just outdoes himself again and again and again and again. And you just think, oh my god, where is he going to go now? And then I saw the trailer for Wait, he um, creates them. He creates yeah, he them. creates them and he does them. And I saw the trailer yeah, we... for the for the new one. Exactly, um, and he jumped, and he jumped with a parachute from a cliff. Okay. And it's and it's it's just mind boggling, and it's mind boggling, and he's he's in his like late fifties as well. Yeah. And uh, how many yeah. Mission Possible movies are we in? Uh, are, are yeah, gonna eight, be, like, seven eight, or eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight, do we, yeah. Do we so, think so, that eight will be the final one? Do we? Because this it, is it dead reckoning. Like I, I hope so. Even if I'm I hope so. Because then it would be weird after he's going to be like sixty or seventy-two years old, and come on. Like Rocky. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it, it will work at end of an era when he does finally seem to maybe go behind the camera. Or, I mean, he's producing well, but, you know, um, while we still have him, I think, you know, whether you love him or hate him, it, it is, I think we do appreciate what he's brought to cinema. You In guys fact, can be my wingman any day. Indeed. <laughs> thank you. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to our Tom Cruise special and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Action movies with not the greatest yeah, uh, right. story. No, it, it's an interesting point and I think it could be an opening to actually to be to end this meetup. But again, in this generation, who can be following what uh, Tad was saying, who, who could be the next Tom Cruise in the generation nowadays of actors? Who could Nobody, be? Because exactly. of, of, of course, of course, they don't, nobody, no, none of the new actors have a 30, 40 years career. But if you put yourself in the shoes of someone in the 80s and see potential of Tom Cruise at the end of the 80s, etc. If we think now, we think nowadays, who can we see in 30 years looking back having the career that Tom Cruise had? I'm not sure no one has. No one has yeah. this potential. Yeah, exactly. No, no one... No, no. People don't have that dedication anymore, and uh, that the like Tom Cruise, he's not an actor. As I was saying before, he's he gets involved in the producing side of it. Uh, he he'll invest all the time that's necessary. He'll get involved with uh, the stunts. He'll do the stunts. He he pushes the envelope for what is considered as like the great stunts uh, in, with the the Mission Impossible movies. He just yeah, outdoes he just outdoes himself again and again and again and again, and you just think. Oh my God! Where is he going to go now? And then I saw the trailer for. Wait, he um, creates them. He creates yeah, he them. creates them, and he does them. And I saw the yeah, trailer wait. for the for, for the new one. Exactly, um, and he jumped. And he jumped with a parachute from a cliff. And it's and it's it's just mind boggling, and it's mind boggling, and he's he's in his like late fifties as well. Yeah. And uh, how many yeah. Mission Possible movies are we in? Uh, are, are yeah, eight, like seven, seven or eight. 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 Yeah. Eight. 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 Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Do we, do we think that eight will be the final one? I hope so. Well, even if I'm big fan, I hope so. Because then it would be weird that he's going to be like 60 or 72 years old and come on. Like Rocky. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it will work at end of an era when he does finally seem to maybe go behind the camera. Or, I mean, he's producing well, but, you know, um, while we still have him, I think, you know, whether you love him or hate him, it, it is... I think we do appreciate what he's brought to cinema. You In guys fact, can be my wingman any day. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Well, on that note, 
Thank you for listening to our Tom Cruise special, and we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this film and TVReview.com episode. Catch the latest film and TV reviews, together with regular episode content from the world of film and TV every week. See you soon. Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today.